You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. Got your Bibles, turn to Matthew 6. Title of this message is Thy Kingdom. And we'd looked at the first part of the Lord's Prayer. And in verse 7, it says, And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And we looked at how Man does not define God. God defines himself. God defined himself to Abraham as the provider, Jehovah Jireh. And then we've seen when he provided a ram, we've seen he defined himself to Moses as the banner over me, uh, Jehovah Nisi. And that banner is, that's a standard. That's where you get your orders. That's where uh, you rally to God. You rally, he, that banner was a sign, a flag of royalty. It was when Moses held his arms up, Joshua was whipping the Amalekites. When his arms started fading down, they started losing. And so they propped his arms up his brothers, and they held his arms up and he became the banner. He became the rallying point. He was the one that they could look to and God's with us. And so they, would, they won. And he defined himself as Jehovah Nisi. He defined himself to Gideon as peace, Jehovah Shalom. He defined himself to a man who was hiding, trying to bring in a harvest who went against an army that you couldn't even count with 300 men with pots and a torch. You better have peace when you're entering a battle with nothing but the word of the Lord. Come on. That's peace. He defined himself. He defined himself to Ezekiel as the Lord is there. God began to show him the devastation that had taken place of Jerusalem, how the temple had fallen down, the walls had fallen down, and God said, this there is where I'm going to be. And so he defined himself as there. Let me tell you, I don't care where you're at, God is there. He defined himself as that. No matter where you are, no matter how desolate it is, one of the greatest testimonies that I have witnessed is a guy that was going to church here, Curtis Grisham. He was a safety man for Fleur Daniels. He was over in Kazakhstan, over in Russia, and he was out in the middle of a laydown yard that was nothing but a desert. And he was lonesome and all alone and missing his family, and he's out in the middle of that laydown yard, and he's like, God, are you even here in this desolate place? 
and he looked down at his feet. And then this old dried up lake bed in the sand is a cut out symbol fish of Christianity. At his feet in the middle of hundreds of acres of sand. And he goes, good enough. I suppose you're here. Come on. God defines himself. No man does that. He's there. He defined himself to Joshua and even to David as the Lord of hosts. Jehovah Tish by whatever. Beth. And listen, for all you scholars, don't, don't call me. I, I can't say them, and that's fine. And I appreciate that you can. It's great. But you know what I'm saying. But here's the deal. I understand what they mean. I don't have to be able to say them and pronounce them right. I just need to know what they mean. He's the Lord of hosts. He's the one that fights our battles. Joshua, when he crossed, let me tell you, this is, this is how faith works, y'all. Joshua crossed the Jordan. He walks up and he sees the Lord standing there with his sword. And he looks at him and he goes, are you for me or are you against me? And I'm telling you right now, that was a moment that Joshua's faith was high. Joshua had already been believing God for all those years, looking at those mountains, remembering what those grapes taste like. Come on. And held on to it till he was 80 years old. And he walked in there, and if this was going to have to be the first guy that he cut his head off, so be it. Are you for me or are you against me? Because God already told me this is mine. And he said, no, boy, take your sandals off. I'm the Lord of hosts. I'm here to take over. You finally stuck it out. You finally walked around this mountain. You finally went through, listened to all the griping, complaining, murmuring, judgmental, critical. You finally stuck it out till the rest of that is behind you. And now I'm fixing to take you and show you something. Come on. He's the Lord of hosts. He defines himself. He defined himself to Jeremiah as the Lord God of Israel. Elohim. He is the Lord. He's the head of the church. He's the head of the body of Christ. Not a denomination, not a religion, not Buddha, not Muslim, not God. Jehovah. God, Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus is the head. He's the anointed one that runs the church. Come on. Man needs to line up with that. See, he has defined himself. He's defined himself in all these names as the God who meets your needs. Come on. Luke chapter 8, I mean 11, 
verse 8. It says, And I say to you, ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. Let me tell you something. All these men weren't perfect, but one thing they did is they were obedient to the word until they seen him define himself in what they needed. Come on. We've got to keep seeking. We got to keep knocking. We got to, come on. Come on, where is that shameless, persistent faith to keep knocking? Listen, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be persistent. Are y'all hearing me? Shamelessly persistent. That's what God's looking for. That's, he's waiting to hear the knock and to keep knocking until it wears him out. Come on. He just ain't going to go away. Lord, this guy is wearing me out. Shameless, persistent, childlike faith. Listen, don't allow your human reason to get in the way. See, we don't have to wait to be better to start knocking. Because that's what we do. We always wait. Oh, well, I got I to gotta kind of get myself together. I got a news flash for you. You ain't getting yourself together. You're going to be a, a dead gum mess until you start knocking and get shamelessly persistent. Come on. And the reason you keep knocking is because you ain't where you're supposed to be yet. He's still squeezing and mashing out a lot of the old you, come on, to take you to who he really made you to be. You don't have to wait to be better. You don't have to clean up to get in the shower. Come on. We always think we have to jump through all these religious hoops before we can be used by God. I don't care if you just walked in here today and are an atheist and then believe and walk out of here. God can use you. You can walk up to somebody just getting a revelation of who Jesus is and say, hey, Jesus loves you, man, and change that person's life. Come on, are y'all with me? Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Let's look at something and we're going to jump back to the Lord's Prayer. This is in the same chapter as the Lord's Prayer. So just on down a little bit further. Verse 25 says, For this reason I say to you, do not be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for what your body, nor for your body as to what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. 
that they do not sow, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they are? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single cubit to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, did not clothe himself like one of these. But if God so arrays the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow, is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more do so for you, O men of little faith? You know what's amazing? When you read the Bible, when them people walked around for 40 years in the wilderness with no Old Navy or Walmart or Academy or Foley's, Pennies or <laughs> Macy's, TJ Maxx, Target, Cabela's. <laughs> He made their clothes to grow on their body and their, it never wore out. Their clothes didn't wear out. See, I want to get on that plan. <laughs> huh? Do not be anxious then saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or with what shall we clothe ourselves? For all these things... The Gentiles eagerly seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first, it's very important, his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And man, let me tell you something. You watch the news, they want you all jacked up about what's going to happen tomorrow. Are y'all with me? What I thought was great about this is that it says, will he not? Will he not meet your need? See, and that's the inner perspective that you got to start asking that question. Will he not? And then you got to get the mindset, yes, he will. Why? Because his word says he will. Will he not? For you? I mean, what's... See, the enemy likes to put guilt and condemnation on us that we're no more worthy than a bird or the lily of the field to deserve... Nice. Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? And we don't have to worry about that stuff. He knows we need that. What he wants is us to seek him first. To seek the kingdom of God first. Because if you break this down, you're seeking his authority and rule in your life. He knows what you need. He's trying to... It's not what... Listen, it's not what God's trying to take from you. It's what he's trying to get to you. He's not trying to take anything from you. 
See, when you grow up in religion, you think God is, is sucking all the fun out of your life. And it's not that case. That's not the case. So we can relax. Listen, half the time, we're our own worst enemy. Give yourself a break. Enjoy life. Come on, this morning, I almost spilt my coffee bucking and farting around the living room. It's just that good life. Feels good outside. Come on, enjoy life. Don't be so tense. <laughs> oh, man. Acts chapter 17. <laughs> Acts chapter 17, verse 24. The God who made the world and all things in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. That's good news, y'all. That's really good news. Neither is he served by human hands. In other words, you don't bring anything to this party. He came to us. Come, come on, think of, just, just let that soak in just for a minute. We don't bring anything to this shindig. He came to us. That curtain was rent from top to bottom as a signification that God came out to us. Come on. Religion is man's best attempt to reach God, and it will fail you every time. God came to us because we need him. Neither is he served by human hands as though he needed anything. That's what's so amazing. All I have is a hallelujah. All I have is, a, all we have is this. And we have become a nation, a culture of church that we're so dead gum boring. Come on. We can't even tap our foot. Churches all over America have kicked pastors out for holding their hands up. You say, no, they don't. Yes, they do. Even right here in Liberty County. Come on. And the only thing we can bring to him is praise, honor, and glory. Hallowed is his name. Come on. Because he's that good as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all life and breath. And look at this part, and all things. He didn't say some things. It's not like he's trying to withhold things. No, it says he gives all things. Look what it says. And he made from one every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth 
having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. Let me tell you something. If you have nothing more to thank God for, you can thank him every morning for AC and hydraulics. He has appointed your time to live in a world with AC and hydraulics. Two of the greatest inventions on the planet. Come on, y'all hear me? You can be thankful for something. Even when your life is a mess. Lord, I thank you for this AC this morning. Come on. Verse 27, that they should seek God if perhaps they might grope for him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and exist. And that word means are. In him we live, move, and are. It's your breath in our lungs. And we pour out our praise. Come on. It's his breath in our lungs. We move. We exist. We are because of him. Though he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live, move, exist, as even some of your own poets have said, for we, also his, we are also his offspring. And so when he has placed within us, come on, an eternity that will find him. See, when we look for him, we find him. And everything that the spirit, soul, and body needs, he meets that need. That's why you can't, you, no amount of boats, no amount of cars, no amount of sex, no amount of alcohol, no amount of drugs, no amount of trophy hunting, no amount of, of money. No, it won't fulfill and fill that eternity spot that God put in us. Only Him, because we live, move, and exist because of Him. And he is the need meter of spirit, soul, and body. And only he does that. Only he does that. Ecclesiastes 3.11, it said he has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their hearts. This eternity is the kingdom utopia that explorers have been looking for forever. They look for this holy grail. They go exploring. They're looking for, come on, we got movies about it. We see, uh, we see it everywhere. They're looking for this utopia and all it is, it's the kingdom of God that he's put on the inside of us. And only he can fulfill in the spirit, soul, and body. Come on, are y'all with me? Everything else is an imitation and a counterfeit. Everything else. See, now we can continue with the Lord's Prayer. 
Go back to Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Remember, he says, don't say this in meaningless, repetitious bunch of words. And that's what we've done. We've called it the Lord's Prayer. It ain't the Lord's Prayer. It's the disciples' prayer. It has nothing to do with him. He doesn't need to do all this. He is, come on, what this prayer is for. He is what this prayer is about. His name is hallowed. He's the one that meets all our needs. Come on. And then the very next verse, it says, your kingdom come, period, stop. Don't even read anymore. Here's where we mess up. And here's where we get repetitiously praying. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we read right through all that in our best King James. But it says, thy kingdom come, period. That means stop. That means think about this. What is this three words trying to say? The most three important words in this prayer, because he tells us later on, seek first this. When you seek this, it says you'll find him, his kingdom. And where does it say? Come. Here. When we made salvation a, a finish line here in America, say the prayer. Hey, that's it. Now you're going to heaven. We made it a finish line, not a starting line. Let me tell you something. Just because you say a prayer, that don't mean you... No. Now, you fix that to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. He said, do you believe? He didn't say, say this prayer after me and you got it made. See, that's where we messed up. We didn't start praying, thy kingdom come. We didn't start knocking and asking for him to open. So are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Come on, you need healing? Start knocking. You need your finances? Start knocking. You need your dreams? Come. You got, Lord, I, I need my, my life's a mess. I, I need you in my life. Come on, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Well, yeah, but they told me it was a free gift and I didn't have to do nothing. It is a free gift. You don't bring nothing to him. He brought it to you. Now you're going to have to bear down, buttercup, put your stampede string on and get your boots on. Come on. And start thanking him for the life that he's fixing to bring you. And when you're in a bind and you come into church on Sunday morning, you start praising whether you like it or not, whether you feel like it or not, whether it interrupts your dignity or not. You just start praising. You hit your knees. You lift your hands. Let me tell you something. Your weapon is your praise. Your praise becomes the water your enemies drowned in. Come on, man. I can't. You, you can't. The only thing Jack texted me was is, man, I don't know what you're preaching on, but praise and worship fixed to be awesome. I'm like, <laughs> first song, I'm like, we're in it. 
I even kicked my leg. I was like. <laughs> come on. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy rule, realm, and a foundation of power come. The word come means to appear, bring, enter, be set. That's what it means. We need the kingdom of God, its rule and reign and dominion to be set, to appear in our life. This is the will of God. I used to struggle all the time. Oh, God, what's the will for me? What's your, what's the will in my life? Lord, I, I just want to know what your will is. I want to know thy kingdom come. Yeah, but Lord, I want to know what your will is. Thy kingdom come. Come on, I want to know I, thy kingdom come. I want to be your provider. I want to be the peace. I want to be there when you don't think I'm there. I want to be the peace. I want to be... Come on, I want to be the God. I want to be the head of your life and direct you and take you somewhere. Let thy kingdom come. We've said that so many times in repetitious prayer, we don't even know what it means. We think it means rapture. <laughs> that we're just going to be holy hoovered out of here. Come on. And his will is for his kingdom to come and be set here. But what have we done? We've just turned it over. We just turn it over. And we just let the heathens run the show. Now we got a babbling brook that can't even form a sentence over God's nation. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to bed. I mean, right in mid-sentence, we're addressing the nation. This is our commander-in-chief. Uh, I'm going to bed. Well, good night and good riddance. We've got to take back, come on, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. His will is for us to govern like he does in heaven. Come on. God's intent from the very beginning. God's rule and reign. Bring it. Let it appear. Let it be set up here on earth as it is in heaven. So that why? So that people can see it. People need to experience the kingdom of God. They need to experience it in their lives. They need to see it actually functioning and working in their in life. They don't just need to hear somebody tell stories about it. Of the uh, stories about it that was 5,000 years ago. Come on, they need to experience all that right now. That foundation of power is in you for people out there to be able to see it. You're the ones to walk in the grocery store and revival starts in the grocery store. Come on. It 
See, we can't look at the gospel as what he's trying to take from us, but what he's trying to get to us. Thy kingdom, his kingdom. He's trying to get that to us. Matthew 19. With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. This is something that you've got to get in your perspective about God. That all things are possible. See, God's waiting and he's wanting us to pray that his kingdom come. This is the mindset. And it's formed through trials, experiences, in battle, when you're proving God's word. But for so long, guilt and condemnation preaching... When everything just doesn't go right and, we, and God starts to mash us to take us to the next level, we feel like, oh, I've messed up. God's mad at me. Come on. How many of y'all ever felt like that? Man, God's, God's mad at me. I just, I feel like I messed up so bad. It got, no, God's trying to get you to another level. He's trying to get you somewhere that you can't get on your own. And the only way to do that is if you keep seeking, you keep knocking, you keep shamelessly being persistent. God, I'm going to change. God, I'm going to let this go. God, I, come on. God, I want deliverance. See, that's what saved is. It's deliverance. It's healed, made whole. It's set free. Come on, that's what salvation is. And you're going to work that out in fear and trembling and be praying the whole time, Lord, your kingdom rule come in my life, not the rule of the lust of the flesh, the boastful pride of life, my ego, the drugs, the alcohol, the sex, the porn, whatever it is that's holding you captive Come on, as you continue to seek and go forward, praying, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Lord, I thank you you're putting my life back together. I thank you, Lord, Jeremiah 29, 11 is true. You have great plans for me. For welfare, not for harm. Come on. All these scriptures is what we get a hold of and we start declaring them over our life. God, it's true. I thank you. I see it. I thank you it's coming. With men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. His rule and authority operating in our life. Come on, when those guys walked up to the demon-possessed person, and said, in the name of Jesus, we implore you to come out. <laughs> that demon in that person looked right at him and said, Jesus we know and Paul we know, but who are you? And this sucker jumped on them, whooped them, stripped them naked, and sent them packing. You know why? Because they were naked. Because 
just because you say it. No, they weren't walking in the kingdom authority. Oh, hear what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit comes into our life and he brings thy kingdom come. And then he begins to work on us as we walk in the authority of the kingdom of God. As we're speaking his word, as we're declaring his word, and we're beholding in, a, in our, the image. Come on. And when we look in the mirror and we can see Christ-like in our life, because we were made in his image, in his likeness, when the demons look at us, they don't see us. Oh, come on, man. They see us clothed in his righteousness and his authority, his rule and his reign, because hallowed be his name, thy kingdom come. And when we say, get out in the name of Jesus, they leave. Come on, y'all with me. When we start speaking to those giants and those mountains that are coming in our life, trying to keep us from going forward, come on, it's all got to go. This is just part of it. And as soon as we can get into alignment with God's kingdom, nothing's impossible. The possibilities become endless. Endless. What did Jesus tell the guy in Mark 9, 23? He said, if you can. If you can. Come on, ask yourself, can I? Jesus said, if you can, all things are possible to him who says this prayer. Is that what it says? Absolutely not. It says, to him who believes. So what do you believe? That's the question. Thy kingdom come. His will be done in my life. Right here on earth as it is in heaven. I don't want to get there and he go, man, I, was, I, was, I wanted to bring all of this to your disposal. I had storehouses. Malachi tells us there is storehouses in heaven and it says, will he not open those windows and pour out, uh, pour out. Uh, I'm just going to kind of dribble this out. Come on, man. We're living in a day, our whole perspective has got to change. If this is not going to be church as usual, by God, we're not going to be usual. We're going to be the most weirdest people in Liberty County. <laughs> and be happy with it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So what do you believe? Because we can go all the way back to Deuteronomy 26. Verse 18, and it says, And the Lord has today declared you to be his people. He's declared you to be his people. Look what it says. A treasured possession. 
Look, you don't have to feel treasured. You are treasured. You are treasured. As He promised you that you should keep all His commandments and that He shall set you high above all nations. High above all nations. I'm sorry. (laughs) Come on. That you haven't figured this out that Buddha Muhammad is just not the guy I'm sorry and I understand why you hate Americans we're hated around the world because we were a Christian nation. Come on. Don't think one minute they're attacking us because we're prosperous. They're attacking us just like they're attacking Israel. Right? They're attacking us because we're God's possession. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Come on. That's why they're attacking us. That's why they hate us. Because we're high above. That's how he sees us. When we will get shamelessly persistent in knocking and seeking. Come on. He says, I'll put you high above all nations which he made for praise, fame, and honor. For praise, fame, and honor. When we exalt him, when we come in here and we bow a knee and we lift our hands and we praise him, you know what he does? He lifts us up. He lifts us up because we've made the connection that when we do what he says, we become a treasured possession and then he puts us high above because we're favoring the Father. Come on. And he says, I'm going to favor you because you're favoring me. Come on, are y'all with me? And that you shall be a consecrated people to the Lord your God as He has spoken. He's spoken it. He has spoken it. He says it again in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Now it shall be, if you will diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you will obey the Lord your God. Come on, this morning as you stand with me, make this personal. 
Come on, this gospel is personal. He did all this for us. Because we're his people. And he loves us that much. He loves the whole world. And it's his intent that everyone, that everyone come to know him. And in coming to know him, then your realm of influence can be influenced by the kingdom of God. See, that's his will. As you experience, as you experience God and are a witness to him, come on, then it witnesses to the rest of the world and they see him. See how that works? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Come on, Hannah. You're reading in Mark uh, 9, and you read verse 23. Um, but right before that, the, the man asked Jesus, you know, if you can, and Jesus responds, if I can, like this is not possible for you, but for me all things are possible if you believe. <laughs> and the verse right after that says, the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. <laughs> That's good. And a lot of times we're going to find, all the time, we're going to find that we have to break. Even when we have the faith, even when we have the belief, we, we have to break to Jesus. We have to submit to that to make room for his kingdom to come. Wow, that's good, Hannah. That's real good. That's a good word. help my unbelief. See, the guy wasn't perfect. Jesus didn't tell him, oh, you go and you do all this and then come back. So here's what I'm telling you today. For his kingdom to come, come on, allow it. Allow it. Give yourself a break. Don't be so hard on yourself. Well, I just don't, I don't know where that's at. I don't, you don't have to know where all that's at. Give yourself a break. Yeah. You've messed up and you're going to mess up again. Let me just go on and throw that out there. You're going to twist off. You're going to... Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? Give yourself a break. That's what His... His grace is sufficient. See, there may be that one thing in your life that you're just struggling with and it may be the one thing that keeps you closest to Him so He's not going to remove it just yet. Man, come on, are y'all hearing me? It may just be there to keep poking and prodding you and reminding you 
to keep you from blowing up and getting a big head. <laughs> Come on, are y'all hearing me? Because let me tell you something, the glory and the power of God, when it begins to work in your life, you better keep your feet on the ground. Come on. And remember that it's Him that came to us. And we didn't do nothing to do to deserve. We did absolutely nothing to deserve being high above, being honored, and have fame. We didn't deserve any of that. But you know what? He's given it. Whether we deserve it or not. And praise God, He doesn't give us the honor and the fame until we can handle it. Come on, are y'all hearing me? God is just that good. So this morning, here's what I'm going to ask you. If you've been beating yourself up over stuff that's it's irrelevant to His grace and His mercy in your life, do you believe that He can change your life? Do you believe that? then let me tell you something. You just got saved. You just did the most important thing in your life. Yeah, but I didn't come up and say the prayer. If you want to come up and say the prayer, come up and I'll say your prayer, will you? You need to confess that before men. You do. Hey, I believe in Jesus. You do need to do that. With the heart, man believes, confessing with the mouth. You got to do that. You have to do that. And I'll listen to that. But here's the deal you're going to pray the prayer. You're going to pray it. Lord, forgive me of my sins. If you want to do that, come on up. Lord, forgive me. Set me anew. Set me anew. If you want to do that, I'm going to ask you to come. I'll just open it up. I feel like we need to do that. Anybody need to do that? Anybody feel like they need to? Because I'm telling you, there's no guilt, no condemnation, no pressure. Come on, give yourself a break. You may need... Right where you're at, Lord, I need healing. My emotions, my feelings. Lord, I've been an emotional wreck. I tell you what, I'm just going to open this altar up. I just, if you need to come up to this altar, come up. You may need to come up, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I've been through so much that I just don't know. Come on, people, y'all pray. We're just going to take a moment. Lord, I thank you. Your word is so rich, so powerful. 
Lord, hallowed be thy name. Lord, you are everything we need. You're everything we need. You're everything that we've been looking for in every other place, in every other corner. Lord, I thank you that your kingdom, that it come. Lord, let your kingdom come in our life. Let it be set. Let it be set. And Lord, let it appear. Come on, he's working here. Come on, he's moving in this place. Lord, heal me of my past. Lord, I've done nothing to deserve your favor and your grace and your mercy, and yet you keep pursuing me. You keep pursuing after me. I can't get away from it. Father, I thank you for your persistent. Lord, now I pray a persistent, shameless persistence to seeking you. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in our life, for the victory of overcoming for the victory to overcome and to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Every step that we take, Father, I thank you. It's because of what you've done in our life. It's what you've done in our life. Lord, and I thank you. Lord, I thank you for the restoration of our life. I thank you what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. The years that the enemy has robbed. The years, Father, I thank you, Lord. The years that the enemy has tried to rob. Lord, I thank you that you're beginning to restore back everything. That you meet every need, spirit, soul, and body. Lord, I pray a peace, Lord, that they will experience Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom. Peace in the midst of everything. God, I thank you for years of hurt. Lord, I pray that it be washed. Be washed. It's washed. Lord, I thank you. And when you stand up, you're a new creature in Christ. The old things have passed away.
Y'all hear me? The old things have passed away. The old mindsets, the old thoughts, come on, all that's gone. That's old. That's old. That's been gone. That's gone. Listen, it's under the blood. And you'll stand up a new creature in Christ. And you will have to die daily. Come on. The most amazing thing that Jesus did when the woman pursued him with the blood disorder, pursued him against custom and tradition. The most amazing thing. Listen, it was her belief that when she touched his robe that she would be healed. And if we can get a glimpse of this persistence, shameless persistence to pursue him, she heard the one word that made her whole. And it wasn't that you're healed. It was daughter. Come on, it was daughter. And as she was on her knees there, and everybody looking, in the midst of the crowd, when everybody was looking, when she was supposed to declare herself unclean, 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 and everybody move around her, Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Come on, your faith has made you whole. Your shameless persistence to pursue me and reach out has made you whole. It pulled the rule and authority, thy kingdom come. He said, I felt. Come on. I felt the power. Come on, that's what it is. The power of the kingdom of God, it came. Pray this way. Come on, man. I hope y'all get nervous. Come on, this ain't church as usual. This ain't I'm just coming in here to hear good... No, man. This is to get the kingdom of God in your life. Because getting the kingdom of God in your life meets every need that your spirit, soul, and body is longing and craving for because He put that in you. And you may just kind of grope around and you may just accidentally find Him. Come on. Daughters, 
daughters. Man, I could just see that working out in his life. He just, daughters. Come on, can you hear it? Daughter. Tiff, you hear that? Daughter. Daughter. Come on, get there he is. There he is. You're his daughter. Come on, you're his daughter. How amazing. Daughter of the king. Oh, man. I'm telling you, God longs for us to just come. been really just thinking about all I got is a is a hallelujah and and thinking I heard a pastor one time preach a sermon and he said that we are the only thing on earth that knows we're gonna die and, and the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me we are the only living thing if you take everything in the universe everything and everything that God has ever created it belongs to him think about what you own and what you have what you have possession of it's all his. <laughs> There's only one thing that's, that, he, that he wants. God, how many of y'all, there's something in this life or in this world that you want? You, we always want what we can't have. God <laughs> wants what he can't have. If you don't give yourself to him, he can't have you. Wow. But that won't, he wants you. And, and you, this church, everything you own, your clothes, everything belongs to him. But he... We are the only thing in all of it, creation that has a choice. And we need to, you can, you can, you can not, you cannot have that kingdom or you can allow him to have that kingdom with you. But he passionately is pursuing you and he wants you if you don't belong to him. Man, it's the kindness of God. kindness of God that leads man unto repentance. We just have to see that he's kind and he wants the best for us. Father, I come to you this morning. Lord, we thank you for your favor. Thank you for lives touched and changed. I thank you for what, what all you have meant to us over all these years. Lord, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. And thy will be done in our life. That we give our lives to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love y'all. Y'all have a great day.